dear master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me. At best, your befogged mind can merely twitch and ah! Master, that's not fair. I can never mind. I am my best audience. But I graciously consent to allow you to be in my presence. Oh, thank you, Master. What is wrong, guys? Boom Prime. Welcome. To the Room Prime TV podcast for Halloween night, October 31st, 2019. And yes, right before you know it, it will be November and the start of the holiday season. And I know people already got their Christmas shopping done. There are a few out there. You know, hey, no, no judgment here because... You are prepared for the madness that is the holiday season. And, of course, today being Halloween, got everyone going out to Halloween parties, kids going out trick-or-treating. So, wherever you're going to go, whatever you're going to do tonight, even if you're going to stay home and watch some scary movies, you know, good uh, horror movie marathon, on TV, or just going through your collection, please be safe. No slip and falls, uh, no tainted candy, uh, no tainted drinks. Just, you know, be careful out there, guys. Enjoy your Halloween. Have fun. Be safe. Because, you know, with all these holidays, a lot of people are going to be around a lot of people and you just got to learn to be aware you know have fun you know first off but second off have you know have that awareness of your surroundings so that way everyone you and everyone can be safe and they can enjoy you know the festivities you know so I've been itching to get back this week to do a podcast and for those who are wondering things you know in my personal life has been you know topsy-turvy but I may be shaken but my resolve is still there it's just after you know after an earthquake you gotta get yourself composed and figure out what to do and you know not compare like I'm fine but you know personal you know personal life gets in the way you know health is important job situations you know change but I'm still here so most important thing is to you know just uh, count your blessings you know, be grateful for what you have because then before you know it, it's gone and you can't have it back. And that's why I'm just grateful for being here, you know. And we had to learn how to deal and cope with our stress uh, better 
and I, I have to deal with that. And now I'm just not cruising. Because, you know, people, you know, outside of this know me in real life, they know that I'm very chill, very relaxed, very laid back. Uh, you may see me, you're like, hey, Caesars looks very calm. I have coworkers, I have friends, family, you know, even my exes have told me, wow, you're really calm, you have a calm demeanor. I was like, yeah, just try my best just to stay cool on the pressure, but there's times where I get rattled, I'm not, you know, completely uh, devoid of human emotion. You know, I do feel. I do get nervous, I do feel and have anxiety, so it's, it's just, depends on the person how you deal with your stress, how you cope with it, so I'm fine, had a little bit of a health scare, um, those in, that know me personally will know, but for those who don't know, yeah, I just had a, a episode but I'm fine, you know, it's a false alarm, but I had to, you know, deal with my stress better and understand that if you let people dictate your life, if you uh, just go along and get along, you're not going to be living your best life and you're going to end up uh, putting yourself dead last so that way others can, you know, can feel nice and, and comfortable, you know, so that's what went down. But in short, I'm fine, uh, back to my old schedule, my old working schedule, and that means I get to dish out these podcasts how I used to, and website will be, it's, you know, still under construction now that I have more time. And, you know, with, with the holidays coming up, I still have time, but not as much time as I want. But still, we got to have a balance between work and your hobbies. So, that being said, let's go on with the podcast. So, I want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening to this episode. Of course, when it gets uploaded to the RSS feed and I really do appreciate you sticking around because it's been a rocky last couple of months and you know as you know summer and I don't get along and 4am is for going to bed not getting up in the morning so with the twists and turns, rocky roads, I appreciate you, you know, 100% for just sticking by me, but I promise you that things are going to go back to the way they were with some adjustments, with uh, some discipline, you know, some cold, hard discipline, because we have to discipline ourselves, whether it's our job or hobbies, we have to do our best, you know, we have to do our best to make sure that we stay consistent and we don't falter in what we want to do. So, enough of me preaching. I just want to thank you guys again for 
let's you know, for tuning into this episode, we're gonna have lots to talk about. Um, the passing of a comedic legend, uh, film, TV icon, in John Witherspoon. He passed the other day, and it was a shock to me. And we'll be, you know, going over his legacy because the, the sky was, as they say, uh, last of the Mohicans, you know. So it's unfortunate that uh, his time was up, but we still have all of his uh, all of his films and, and TV shows to basically to immortalize him. So we'll get into that. Also, I want to get into some Dark Fate, or as they say, Woke Fate, the news with Terminator Dark Fate, and it's opening tomorrow but I know tonight they'll have some screenings uh, for the movie and I talked about just months ago when the trailer was announced how this movie was going to bomb because uh, leaks came out and it was another assassination and morphing and twisting into another woke franchise so, hey, guess what? You know what that means. Uh, so Terminator Genesis, Terminator 5, wasn't that bad. And also uh, Rise of Machines, uh, Terminator 3, wasn't that bad either. Salvation, uh, I don't count that one. But, yeah, those two, uh, Terminator 3 and Terminator 5, weren't too bad, right? People were... Uh, bitching, complaining about how Genesis was a joke, and it it turned to a parody, I'm not going to lie, but it, it wasn't so bad now that we got the the abomination that is uh, Terminator Dark Fate. The same movie, just rehash of, of the first two Terminators and did it worse. Like, if you want to watch a good Terminator movie or movies, just watch T1 and T2. And if you want, you know, something, you know, some guilty pleasure, you watch, you know, Genesis. But, you know, 3 wasn't too bad either. But, yeah. Go watch T1 and T2. I'll I'll have my thoughts on on the movie as well. Also, Clown World. We have entered an age called the Clown War Order. This this world order, you know, it's it's not old. It ain't new, that for sure, because it's the same shit. But it's full of clowns and the and everyone has red noses. Everyone looks ridiculous and sounds ridiculous. So we're gonna talk about all the all the hilarity, all the news that is in the clown world order so first off uh, with the passing of John Witherspoon I grew up watching him on TV in the 90s when uh, I don't know if you guys know this TV show called the Wayne's Brothers this the show was so hilarious 
and it dealt with a lot of dealt with a lot of issues. You know, dealt with uh, trying to make it in the world. You know, trying to survive. Also, dealt with family. You know, racism. Dealt with everyday struggles, and it did it with a comedic twist to it, just like a lot of sitcoms back in the day, and Pops, and you know, John Witherspoon. It was he was that glue that held that show together, and he was so hilarious. And you know, at the time, I was too young to understand a lot of things that were going on watching that show, but you know, it was funny to me. And as I got older, I was like, oh, that's what he meant. Well, oh, that was my childhood. But at the same time, he he made me laugh. And he was, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, you know, minus all the, <laughs> minus all the, the, the craziness. All, you know, all the craziness aside, like he, he, he was one of the fathers on TV that you grew up with. You know, there's so many iconic father, uh, father figures on on TV, especially in black entertainment. You don't have that anymore now. That's why when I mentioned that he was the last of the Mohegans, like it's very true because there aren't that that many iconic uh, fathers on you know. Are, iconic uh, father roles on TV and more so black and if they are there's something I'm not I don't know about you know please correct me but there is this TV now it's just manufactured filtered trash and this is not a boomer talk it's just facts it, it really is just facts but also in movies, you know, uh, John Witherspoon, he was iconic in, in the Friday movies, Friday, Friday, after, uh, next Friday, Friday, after, after next. And they're supposed to be filming the last Friday, so that's like up in the air now. Also, uh, the Boondocks, they were, uh, you know, recording, you know, doing the voice recording you know, for that season. But let's go back to the Friday movies. The Friday movies, I say the best one, uh, from the top of my head, the best one to me, I guess is always the first one. The second one was, I say, a, a, a close second because each movie had their own like thing. I like Friday After Next because, you know, it was on the holidays and all that, and it was hilarious. But just something about the first Friday, but you know, of course, it 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 propelled a you know movie a movie uh, trilogy, as they say. So it was always it's always the first one. Sometimes it's the second movie, but you know, just from the top of my head, if, if I had a gun in my head, I would say the first. But if I didn't, it would be the second. The third, for me, I liked it. I know a lot, not a lot of people like it, but I did. So, you know, screw them. You know, if you like it, you like it. 
uh, and the Boondocks. We cannot forget about the Boondocks. This this show, man, like John Witherspoon offering his offering his voice to the series. So many funny moments. So many quotables. That show, that whole show, the first two seasons were quotable. And of course he, he was a part of that of that um as they say paradigm shift that because now you can't say half of the stuff that's you know, you can't say half of that stuff now on on T V. So you know, granddad, pops, like he he was like literally grandfather, you know, father <laughs> and his voice man like is iconic. You know, just doing all these fucking gyrations, you know, bam, 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 bam. It's like <laughs> it's uh oh man, it, it, it's it, it's sad that he's gone, but you know, I, with Solace, with all his filmography, all his TV shows, all of the voiceovers he's done, and there's probably more than I'm forgetting, but those are the iconic ones. And he died at the age of 77 at his home. And, you know, I when I heard the news, like I, I was in shock just like everyone else was you know it's as you get older a lot of your heroes that you grew up watching listening to you know admiring like you know eventually old age will catch up and it's truly unfortunate like some of us say oh I wish we can all live forever but you know when it's our time it's our time but at least if you've done what you could, you, if you left a, a impact, if you left a legacy, when you're alive, then there's no point in living forever because you already have all, all of your, all your comedic skits, all of your TV shows, your films, you know, your voiceovers, everything. You're icon. You are immortal. So there's no need to live forever physically because you are already moralized through your work, through your filmography. So with that said, rest in peace, John Witherspoon. You were hilariously funny. Nice guy. I wish I would have met him, you know. But seeing him in interviews, uh, he was even on, on a skit with... Um, with Dashy XP, also known as Dashy Games. And he was hilarious in that skit, too. So, he's a comedic icon, great actor, hilarious guy, down to earth. And, you know, it's sad that he's gone, but he will forever be immortalized in all of his works. We go back and enjoy every, every bit of of his work and you know just remember all the good times because it's it's sad to see people go but we just focus on the fact that they're gone and understand that hey we have 
he left things behind for us to go back and listen to and enjoy so that way we don't feel pain so we don't feel sadness we we go through through the grieving but then remember hey he he left the impact he left a, a legacy so again rest in peace john witherspoon you're hilarious as hell you were a part of my childhood and you know i hope that you're up there don't give god too much of a hard time but you know rest in peace man so with that out of the way with all the somber moments let's let's get into some ooh, let's get into some uh woke fate terminated dark fate that is so the movie comes out to it comes out this weekend but of course there'll be midnight screenings tonight and early reviews of the movie I, I've decided I wanted to see the movie regardless of how good or bad it was going to be but after the deliberation I was like hmm let me not be a dumbass and go to this movie you know spend money on this movie and yeah just if I'm gonna go watch a movie in the movie theaters I'll rather watch uh, the Joker to, to be honest I'll just rather watch Joker I'll be I'll be doing that still haven't watched it don't judge me but I will get I will get to it but you know, we're talking about dark fate. The clown stuff comes later. It's just crazy to me how there are people defending this movie. It's like, yeah, we may not understand. We, we, as an older generation, we may not get. Actually, I, actually for me, I, I'm speaking for myself. You know, fuck everyone else. Speaking from me, I I don't get it, but then I get it because now Hollywood has this underlying agenda where they have to they have to essentially uh, put well politics into every facet of of entertainment. So entertainment is an entertainment now. It's just essentially uh, a one big lecture with a multi-million dollar budget, you know, and just showing you that the the times of of actual strong characters, male or female, good stories, good characters, developing art complex that's gone now all is just let's cast male roles for females excuse me and just have them be very one dimensional very flat very plain uh, no no feeling no emotion whatsoever and people eat it up because 
they don't want to enjoy a good movie. They don't want to. They don't want to enjoy a good film. They don't want to enjoy good characters. They just want to have their their agenda, their message being pushed. If that means destroying a movie franchise, and they have. Oh, trust me, they have. They have destroyed so many. You know, Star Wars. You know, Ghostbusters. Now, you know, the Terminator. And also for those who are wondering. Uh, still, Terminator Genesis is canon to me. So, if any uh, Terminator fans have anything to say, uh, at me at Room Prime TV, please at me, pretty please. Because if you want this movie to be, you know, to be, it, and there's gonna be sequels. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like this movie is complete garbage. It's just a rehash of T1 and T2. And done worse. Uh, Arnold is in a is in a uh, uh, smaller role as the leak suggests. Uh, John Connor, and this is spoilers, John Connor, yes, he was in the movie, but just no, no lines were given. Just uh, a CGI. And he gets killed off, you know, shotgun blast to the, uh, to the chest after, you know, T2, uh, Sarah Connor, John Connor, they were at the beach and the guard was down and then the T-800 came out of nowhere, shot John Connor in the chest and he's dead. So right there, you right there immediately show that this buildup of John Connor was for shit because the whole series was to protect John Connor so he can, you know, he survive and he will become the leader of the resistance. In T1, it was Sarah Connor she needed to live so that way she can birth John Connor. And this and this movie in Dark Fate there's no there's no sense of, of motherhood, there's no sense of uh, uh of the legacy and the fact that John Connor is, is is dead, you know, in this form. There was no no sense of urgency. There was no there was no, and I believe there was a, a deleted scene where, I don't know if it's a, a deleted scene or it's part of the movie, but essentially there's closure with uh, Sarah Connor, but again, it's like everything felt flat, hollow, you know, just by listening to the reviews and all the leaks, like this movie was destined to fail. And I wanted the movie to be good. I'm not here, you know, just like a lot of the social justice warriors. They, they, they pray for someone's downfall. They want people to fail. They want people to lose their, their jobs and their livelihood. They want things to fail because they aren't fulfilled them, them themselves. You know, I'm not like that. I want people to succeed. My favorite friend, 
uh, franchises. I want them to succeed. I want them to do well. But the moment the writing is on the wall, when you see it for months, months and months ahead, it's like, wow, like, this is a piece of fucking garbage. Like, how, how can I blindly just watch this movie? Oh, because it's a Terminator film. No. Like, I, I've been a fan since I was conscious enough to watch movies. And I'm here like, wow, like, we, we have a, a new Terminator movie in 2019, and it's garbage. And let's talk about the the, the new leader of the resistance. Uh, the, this this little girl that's five foot one. That uh. That can't. That can't even lift up a gun, properly. And and the funny thing is, oh well, they got people are gonna say, oh, well you gotta you gotta understand, people gotta learn somewhere. Like, you know, they just don't become, they, they just don't become uh, good at, you know, wep- with weapons and hand-to-hand combat and, and all that. It's like, no, you, you idiot. How Sarah Connor went from a, a waitress at a diner to a tactical weapon was because because of what she knew about the impending threat with the T-800 going after her and Kyle Reese and, and then sac- Kyle Reese sacrificing himself and she developing character you know throughout the movie and she went and blew up the, the T-800 and then crushed them in the hydraulic press because you don't just go from A to Z. You gotta progress. And she progressed through that movie. And then in T2, you saw even more transformation. But in this movie, the new leader of the resistance, you don't see that. It's just, oh, she's just the new leader of the resistance. Not even, I would I would have, gave her I gave I would have gave given her character a bit more slack if she's supposed to birth the leader of resistance. But it's just her. It's just her being the leader of resistance. She's five foot one, tiny, not believable. Uh her act and I'm sorry, the person who who's you know, the, the actor, very miscast. Very miscast. And it's, she's not believable. Even the, the actress that played Sarah Connor in Terminator Genesis was not believable. I was like, she's cute, but she's not believable for, you know, for being, you know, this, this kick-ass character that we know. Disbelievability, um, everything is flat. The the only one that that had a decent showing from what people were telling me, and I I gave her a chance. 
Mackenzie Davis with uh, for being the uh, augmented, you know, enhanced human in this movie. Her uh, character, Grace. She was fine, but not her breakout role. But it's just so many issues with this film. And I said, you know what, I'm just, I want to support the actors. I want to support this film, it being a Terminator film, but I just cannot, you know, subjugate myself to, to just watch this garbage. Like, this is not a film for me. This is not a film for a diehard Terminator fan. This is for the new generation. You got to also remember that. So I have a choice not to watch. But I could talk about it, and I'll probably watch it down the line, you know, but as right now, I'm not going to watch it because it's more of the, the same crap that's being produced by Hollywood. Like, if they wanted if they wanted to make a good uh, Terminator movie, all they had to do was change it up, not have the same, the same trope. Oh, we have Terminator sent through time to to protect so-and-so. Oh, we got another Terminator sent, through, sent back through time to kill so-and-so. And then they get help, and it's like, it has to be, you have to have a, a break in the formula. But the reason why they're playing it safe is because the movie's costing way more money, and also a lot of outside influences from China and, and elsewhere. And also through the wokeness of today's, you know, climate, social climate, movie studios are less inclined to take risks. So they play it safe. Oh, well, we have Terminator Dark Fate, and we will have, excuse me, we will have just the same premise. And for good measure, we will spoil the movie with the various trailers that were introduced that were shown. It's a, a, a common trope with the Terminator movies. They will spoil major major plot twists in in those trailers. So what are you gonna get? So I'm just here like just um listening to all the YouTube videos, reading all the articles and I'm just like, damn, man, like, they just got another one. Like, no one is safe. Star Wars, Ghostbusters, you know, now. And also, uh, you know, Marvel, because now Marvel's getting woke. And I am not excited for the fourth uh, phase of uh, Marvel. I'm not. Of the uh, MCU, I'm not excited. It, it's just, as a whole... You can say, oh, well, this movie could be good, that movie could be good. As a whole, I'm not talking about an individual movie or, or movies. As a whole, the whole phase, the whole phase four is garbage. Because it's just put, leaving room. It's just all woke politics. We, as a society, we have to deal with real life shit. Dealing with issues at home, we had to work, we got to deal with so many different things. You never know, you go outside 
and you gotta you know watch your back you gotta be aware as regardless of your upbringing because you never know so we got we gotta deal with a lot we gotta deal with paying bills working hard dealing with the daily grind if you have family you gotta provide for your family take care of your kids so on and so forth so many things we gotta deal with you know as an adult not asking for a medal but just stating facts so when we want just a little bit just a tiny minuscule amount of entertainment but then when when we turn on TV or we put on something that we, we like on YouTube or wherever we're being lectured, we're being told what to do we're being we're being accused of being too especially if you're if you're male and especially if you're a white male you're told that you are you know you're toxic you are exuding uh, toxic masculinity that you're a misogynist that you're a male you have no business talking you're on all you're a white male uh, girl power uh, and this like I'm a woman hear me roar I'm a woman like it's you, you hear all this stuff when you're and you see it you know it's right in your face or it's there sublimely you're being lectured you're being talked down to and it's like you're you're being constantly you know harassed you're being constantly bombarded with, with all this nonsense because we, we got to protect the 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 privilege class for all this talk of white privilege it's now the people who are accusing white people of being full of privilege they have the privilege now it's like the the, the rebels have now become you know the the first class and now when they're saying all this stuff about you know, having privilege, it doesn't sound, it, it sounds stupid. Just like this movie. His movie didn't need, didn't need to happen, it didn't need to exist. At first I was like, oh shit, so, Terminator, um, the Rev-9 looks, looks dope, but I want you guys who have watched, you know, T2. The CGI in that movie was excellent for 1991. 1991, and we're now 2019, and it's funny how how far we come with computer-generated graphics, with film, and that movie. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, T2 Judgment Day from 1991 has better CGI for the most part than this movie with the Rev-9 when he was, you know, he simulates 
and you know how slow and, and methodical and, and creepy and, and menacing the T-1000 was. And shout-outs to uh, Robert Patrick. He, he, he is untouchable when it comes to top menacing Terminators. Except for Arnold and, and you know, the first Terminator. And the Terminator. But when you see in the trailer that the Rev-9 is getting his, is just getting his ass kicked in every, in every uh, clip, in every frame, he's getting his ass beat. And he comes back, and it's not menacing, it's not uh, scary, it's just cartoony. It looks, it looks very cartoony. And it's not his fault. It's just the way that they, you know, just the way that the, the CGI was. It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good at all. And for introducing new fans to the Terminator series, they, they felt. And it's not completely the actor's fault. Because at the end of the day, you know, they had a job to do. They were, you know, slated to do this, and they had, they had a job to do. So I'm not, you know, just bashing the movie for for the sake of it. As a as a Terminator fan, it, it sucks. I was like, yo, this is okay. Maybe you know, with all the the leaks, maybe they'll at least take a little bit of their time. It's a little bit of their time, so that way. Uh, they can make a decent movie. You know, because, you know, you go woke. You get woke and you go broke, essentially. And that's what happens. So there's movie and people and say, oh, it's a good movie. I, I saw a, a commercial for this, and I'm like, what? Like, all the reviews, oh, it's the best, the best Terminator since T2. I'm like, that's not good. Because all the other movies, by comparison, weren't good. None of the movies were able to top what T2 did. And I'm just like, wow, like, that is, that is crazy. It's not good. Really not good. But for those who are going to see it, you know, let me know what you think of the movie. Am I wrong? But at the end of the day, we know, and then the, the, this deep down, like, this shouldn't have happened. This movie shot never had been made but you know China uh, woke politics and yeah just just another another franchise and if we are are we gonna get two more sequels are we gonna get more movies more sequels I don't know I'm, I still consider Genesis canon I, I really do like it's T1, T2, then Genesis. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm still in belief because this movie is just T1, T2, but worse. Like worse. No pushing the envelope. No let's no radical ideas. No risk taking. Just safe. And a lot, lot of wokeness. A lot, lot of. You know, woke politics in there. 
you know, a little, little bit of, you mix in a little bit of Trump bashing right there, because you got to in all the movies, instead of actually having a, a good underlying message, you just bash the president, because he make you feel bad, he make you feel, you know, wrong, so, eh, that's why movies, most movies today suck, because it's just same manufactured garbage, and when it when it counts, you just sprinkle a little or sprinkle or the, the shaker falls into the thing and you just get a whole bunch of Trump bashing. And so, eh, that's why movies suck complete big caca. It's complete basura. And I will not be watching it. But yes, I've talked long enough about this film. Uh, it comes out this weekend, so if you're going to watch it, Watch it, but, eh, you know, don't mind me. But if you are going to go watch it, let me know what you think. If not, you know, are you are you a, a T2 fan? Like, what, and, and what was your favorite Terminator movie? So, you know, you know, talk to me out there on, on Twitter, at Room Prime TV. So, Welcome to Clown World. We have entered the C-W-O with the Clown World Order. So, we have just bullshit. <laughs> this is literal, literal bullshit. It's just, we live in a clown world, ladies and gentlemen. There's a few things I want to talk about. And it starts with, if I can find it, New York Times columnist blames whiteness for two Indian boys racially abusing black girls in New Jersey. And this was done, this article was written by Paul Joseph Watson. I'll put these, the links in the description below or on the annotation description of the podcast so you can read along if you want to but if not I'll read it I'll read a little bit not the whole thing because then it'll be kind of monotonous but anyways anyways a New York Times columnist and who reads the New York Times first of all that's that's strike number one right there who reads the New York Times when I go to the store, and I remember when I was in high school, I used to read the New York Times back then, and it was it was passable, but now it's like it's just garbage. It's like a lot of these other news outlets out here, just trash. They're afraid that independent media, uh, just YouTube, famous people on YouTube get more hits get more views, get more traffic on their YouTube channels, on their Twitter accounts than, than, than the mainstream old dinosaur media gets. It's crazy. So, a New York Times columnist blamed whiteness for an alleged racist attack where two Indian students assaulted an African-American girl at a high school football game in New Jersey. Yes, really. The two 
Six-year-old Indian boys allegedly used racial slurs against a group of African-American girls and urinated on one during the game at Lawrence High School last Friday night. Who's to blame for the attack? White people, of course. That's according to New York Times columnist Neil uh, Ivan. Uh, Neil Ivan Painter, who says that the Indian boys were enacting American whiteness through anti-black assault in a very traditional way. In doing so, the assailants were demonstrating how race is a social construct that people make through their actions. They showed race in the making and showing how race is something we perform and not just something we are in our blood and our color of our skin, she added. And how convenient making race a social construct, the races of non-white people can still be blamed on white people. Incredible. So I'm going to stop right there. Jesus Christ, this is the return. The, the article is good, but just what the columnist says was the most idiotic piece of fucking trash I've ever read. She says that race is a social construct. Just like you hear people defending, uh, you know, pedophiles saying, oh, just age is a social construct. It's, it's just bound by these laws. But, but you know, just we, we, we got it. It's just it's crazy. It's so backwards. That's why I said that we're living in, in the clown world. We are in the clown war order. People want to talk about all oh, the, the New World Order, the, the NWO, not, not the wrestling, not, not the wrestling stable, but, you know, with taking over society, you know, rich corporations, well, oh, that's true. There's mega powerful elite. No, it's these clown ass fools talking about race as a social construct and blaming shit on white people. Cause, yeah, because these Indian boys, obviously they're not white, so they got to pin it on white people somehow. They either got to somehow uh, pin the blame on white people because white people are inherently evil. And if you're a white male, you are basically uh, related to Lucifer, Satan, the double, they're all, they're all the same one person, but, you know, people may not know that. And somehow, any anything that a, a non-white person does, they'll be blamed on a white person because whiteness is bad. Being, being white is bad. And for those who who think it's 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 chill, it's cool, it's funny, blaming shit on white people. It, you're the reason why. But essentially, you're the, you're the reason why that now, and you know, I'm not saying all white people are virtuous and also, no, like, if there are people from all walks of life, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whoever, they're pieces of shit. And it's funny that 
as a people were were uh, performing the same tactics that racist assholes did long, long ago. And then we are putting the blame on a whole entire race just for an actions of a few assholes, a few pricks, a few pieces of shit. And we're taught that if one person or, or a group of people do anything wrong, then we got to blame whatever race or group or creed they associate themselves with or what we think they associate themselves with. And it's fucked up. It truly is messed up because it shows that we cannot take responsibility for our own actions. We had to pin blame and, and, and force blame onto people or group of people because we're, we're not capable of standing on our own. Just like a lot of these ideologies and and ideals are so flimsy, so it's like wet paper. And that same that same logic is why you see I'm reading this and some of the stuff that I got coming up is fucking retarded. And you don't want to live on this planet anymore. You really don't. You don't want to live on this planet anymore. It's it is so sickening. It is so sickening that uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to think, but we're, we're going to continue on with, with some more Clown World news. And shout-outs to Paul Joseph Watson. It, I love his content. He mixes news, social commentary with comedy, actual comedy, because, hey, it's like shooting fish in a barrel when it comes to, you know, the all these liberals and the wokeness it's like it's you can't it's like unfair at this point they do it to themselves let's see here we'll read this here so UK police this is what the UK police is now investigating versus actual crimes burglaries uh, knife attacks they're investigating a transgender being turned down for a porn role as a hate crime. Last time I checked, uh, porn companies, uh, adult film companies, they can hire who they want. If you're not qualified or if you're not what they're looking for, they can deny you, they can turn you down. Soon it's going to be, oh, I got, I got denied because I'm a, I'm a black man. Not because I don't have enough qualifications. I don't have I don't have all the all the the right qualifications for this job. No, the reason why they didn't hire me because I'm a black man, or because I'm transgender, or because I'm this or that. It's it's so stupid, and it gets even stupider, folks. UK police are best getting the potential hate crime and put that in quotation marks right there of a transgender woman being turned down for a porn role because she still has a penis. Yes. Obviously, if uh, 
in in an ad if they're looking for a female porn star, certain age, certain certain build, whatever, and you lie and say, "Oh, well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a female," but then you still have a fucking dick attached to you, then yeah, they're not gonna they, you're gonna be turned down, obviously, right? You you you're obviously gonna be turned down. This is the, the insanity. This is why, in my humble opinion, when it comes to, you know, transgender and especially having kids being exposed to this shit, it's, it's, it's unnatural, it's unhealthy, it's, it's seriously messed up. For you to want, you're a man and you want to become a woman... Is seriously some issues, some deep-rooted issues. I'm not here to be a, a fucking psychologist, but it's just something that you have to, you, you got to be aware of. You, you, you hear these things and you see this shit, and it's like, that person is not in their right mind. And especially if they go with, with, the, uh, with the, the procedure where they transition, where they, they get their, their genitals cut, cut off, that's not normal. Just slicing, slicing your, your penis open and, and your balls off. That's not normal. That really is not normal. And we're telling, we're, we're telling society, we're, we're also teaching this to fucking kids that this is fine. This is normal. It's not normal. It's not fucking normal. So, of course... She got turned on because she still has a penis. It's it's your false advertising. You you answered an ad, and you said you're on, but then you just have a penis. And it's like, I'm sorry. You know we don't want you. So, 25 year old Rita Cooper, who became the UK youngest transgender person 10 years ago. So when she was. Wow. Jesus Christ. When she was 15 years old, she became transgender. Wow. That's, that is, and not natural. Received messages on WhatsApp from an anonymous photographer who wanted to have sex on camera and sell the tape. However, when the photographer found out that Cooper still had a male reproductive organs, she... He said he cannot work with her because he still has a cock. This prompted Cooper to alert uh, homicide police to this. Transphobic behavior and authorities are now investigating whether a hate crime was committed. A spokesperson for homicide police, I'm pronouncing that wrong probably, received a report of a hate incident yesterday on Wednesday October 16th. The report has been logged and will be investigated. The UK's violent crime has risen by 19% in the last year. Fatal stabbings are becoming commonplace in major cities. But thank God police resources are being wasted on on the urgent issue of transgenders being offended over words. Yeah. Like, thank God. Thank fucking God that the police are there to investigate a hate crime because 
someone's feelings got hurt while there are knife crimes or robberies or all these type of things going on. But yeah, like someone, someone hurt my feelings because I still have my penis. Uh, so we're, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna call the police on them. It, it, it's, it's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. So, what can we learn from this? Yes. Clown world. It's it's not just in the U.S. It's worldwide. So, let's see now. Gotta go to something like... Let's see here. Ah, let's talk about some sports, shall we? Chinese Communist Party says criticizing LeBron James as racist. You know what's worse than being racist? Not being racist. Racist. It's just this whole thing where the word racist doesn't mean anything. You can wake up one day and you will hear people call another person racist and it's like why oh because he hurt my feelings that's that's not how it works really it really that's that's not how things work so you read this reading this article here <clears throat> the chinese communist party says that criticizing lebron james over his anti-free speech pro beijing stance is racist Yes. Following Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey tweeting his support for the Hong Kong protesters, James said that Morey was wasn't educated on the situation at hand. He spoke, siding with his communist paymasters who forced the NBA into groveling apology after Morey's tweet. The basketball star added that free speech had negative ramifications course because you know we, China has him in his back pocket so whenever and for those who don't know with with uh, the protesters the, the Hong Kong so a lot of crazy shit going out there in Hong Kong and there are people here um, let me read for those who may not know. The 2019 Hong Kong protests known as the Anti-Extraction Law Amendment Bill Movement are ongoing series of demonstrations in Hong Kong which are triggered by the introduction of Fugitive Offenders Amendment Bill by Hong Kong government. Deaths 10 people, all suicides of, as of October 2019, 2,000 plus injuries as of August, and over 2,379 arrests of as of October of 2019, when you listen to this in the future. And it's so bad that 
people of Hong Kong, they are wearing uh, masks so that way, because out there they have uh, facial recognition. And while we're complaining about bullshit here, like, oh, Trump said mean things, oh, uh, you know, this person says I can't be in porn because I still have a dick. Oh, white people are, white people did it even though they didn't do it. Uh, there's actual shit going on, but because we're so into, into our shit, just, and it's nonsense. Just petty nonsense. And I'm not saying, oh, we need to fight alongside them. I'm just saying to be a little grateful. To be a, a tad bit grateful uh, for, you know, for your situation. Maybe you're not as well off, but at least you're not, you know, you're fighting for your life. You're not being, you're not being, uh, like, they're in full tyranny there. Over over here, it's kind of a soft tyranny. It's like a prison that you can't see, you can't smell, you can't taste, you can't touch. But, you know, we're here. It's just that over there, it's much more, like, it's much more blatant. And especially with China's influence on, on NBA, even esports. And China... They're looking at us, because they they own us. China owns America, because they have invested into many facets of American of the Western society. They own us, so people are worried about all oh, North Korea, all oh, uh, you know WNDs, nah. China, you gotta watch out for China. You definitely gotta watch out for China. Ooh, I thought it was dry there. So, continue on with the article. Now, the government-run China Daily, a mouthpiece for the Communist Party, has backed LeBron, asserting that criticism of him is a racist dog whistle. An editorial published by the newspaper claimed James James's detractors are using a nasty racial connotations to attack him. The irony of, of, of course, the irony, of course, is delectable. Here you have one of the most biggest human rights abusers on the planet, a regime that literally puts Muslims in concentration camps, pandering to woke progressive identity, race politics, in order to trash free speech. The fact that there's so much corporate America, so much of corporate America has aligned itself with this regime is only underscores how fundamentally disillusion and in fact vacuous wokeness really is. It's true. It, it, it's just, again, we, the West, are a nation of hypocrites. We're, we're backing a regime that, that is human rights? <laughs> What's that? What, what the fuck is that? And we're over here. It's just the hypocrisy. That's why I'm glad I'm not beholden to anybody, anything, just myself. I'm not backed by by anyone. 
that someone doesn't have me in their back pocket. So I'm I'm glad and I'm I'm not like, hey, remember what Biggie Small said, more money, more problems. The more money you have, the more problems you're gonna have. So remember that. So it's just it's insane that any little thing and anything that, that goes against that goes against the you know, the political the, the the, the political norm is racist, and usually race doesn't have to, nothing to do with it. But you, you'll be painted as as an evil piece of shit, you know, for you know for calling out something. Let's see here, because I want to do one more. Here we go. There's something I want to talk about here. Ooh, this is this is what I want to talk about here before we, we close it out. So we're back to Clown World folks. Video. Is there's a video tied to this, so again I will link everything. Gender studies professor <laughs> gender studies. Uh one of the most worthless degrees out there. But hey, you know, I respect the hustle. Gender studies professor blames Trump for a black female obesity. Where do we begin? During a television appearance, a New Jersey gender studies professor claimed that Donald Trump's policies were blamed for a black female obesity. Remember when I was talking about not too long ago about people not wanting to take responsibility for their actions? And putting blame onto other people, other things, other groups of people. Yeah. Let's see. And I quote, I hate when people talk about black women being obese. I hate it because it becomes a a way to blame us for a set of conditions that we didn't create, said Brittany Cooper during a discussion on um, black women own the conversation, which is a broadcast on the Oprah Winfrey Network. We are living in the Trump era, the professor added. And look, those policies kill our people. You can't get access to good health care, good insurance. Presumably, she believes that there are no black obese women before Trump was elected. Cooper then, and I'm going to comment that, comment on that. Cooper then went on to assert that it's harder for black women to lose weight than white women because... They're more stressed about racism, and it slows down their metabolism. Yes, really. And, and, and you know, I'll stop right there. And yes, really, this person said that. This gender studies, hey, her degree is worthless, is worth shit. So they got to, you know, I respect the hustle, but it's worth shit. It's, it's just literally, so being obese never was a thing. When Obama was president, even when Bush was president, Clinton, so on and so forth. That, that wasn't a thing. Uh, uh, it's not because people have so poor, poor diets, eating out, you know, always eating out, always ordering from DoorDash, Uber Eats, wherever, ordering takeout. 
not cooking at home, not eating clean, not drinking water, cutting down on, I, I, I love, I love me a good, you know, cocktail from time to time. I love, you know, drinking sociably, not all the time, sociably. But you got to cut that too because alcohol can get you fat. That's just that's just saying. Oh well, people weren't dying from lung disease. Uh, you know, people weren't dying from from uh, you know from lung issues because people were smoking a lot. You know, before like until now, when Trump was elected, it made me so stressed out that I that started smoking a lot. I started smoking two packs a day, and now it's Trump's fault because I, I have lung cancer. No, you chose to smoke. You chose to be stressed out. You, you choose to eat yourself into obesity to get, you know, to have obesity, diabetes, you know, all those contributing factors is why, especially with black people, are most unhealthy but then they want to blame other people for, for their fuck-ups and their lack of self-control. And they want to blame Trump. They want to blame this and that. Oh, those policies kill people. No, no, no. It's just, it's cool. It's cool to hit on Trump. And I'm not the biggest Trump fan here, number one. I don't know the man. He doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe him anything. Regardless of who who's sitting in the White House, it don't matter. But what matters what you do is what the choices you make. You cannot put the blame on a group of people or on one person. Because as a person, you are too stupid. You are too weak to say, let me, let me not... Let me chill out in, in eating. Let me chill out in, in eating this crap. Let me try to eat. Not even, I'm not saying, oh, we got to go full vegan, eating, eating plant-based stuff. No. Instead of eating uh, fried chicken, instead of eating, you know, pork, instead of eating all this processed junk from, from fast food joints, instead of eating the most unhealthy shit, you can dollar back. Instead of drinking a, a big thing of, of Coca-Cola, you, you can get water. You can get you know, juice or something. You know, go down a few ladders. But no, we don't want to do that because we want to blame other people for our fuck-ups so that way we can feel comfortable when no one's around. We can just eat and eat and eat. And for us, stress, like I mentioned, we have to do a better job of dealing with stress because we let a lot of things stress us to the point that we're literally dying. We're, we're, we're walking and we're literally dying. It's how bad we're stressed out because we don't understand. You know, we don't understand that just the constant worry and stress and, and giving yourself more anxiety than, than, than we already need. It's killing us, especially for Hispanics and for blacks. Like it, it's tenfold. 
but no, we want to just blame Trump. We want to blame white people. This this fucking person said, and I'm gonna read this again. Cooper then went on and assert that it's harder for black women to lose weight than a white women because they are more stressed out about racism and it slows down their metabolism. Metabolism. If, of course, your metabolism is gonna slow down because. You do not move. You're not active. What you're putting into your body is shit. So you are going to feel shitty. Tense. You don't want to move. You don't want to be active. Because what you put in is what you get out. And then it causes your metabolism to go down to the toilet. Literally and figuratively. But people just want to just blame stress and, and, and... uh, racism, and I say this about black people. They they look for any, they look for racism under the trees, behind the walls, you know, uh, under the carpet, you know. And yes, as a as a people, you know, they were discriminated against. But to constantly, it's like you're, you're fishing. You're looking for for anything to. For you're looking for anything to be racist, and when you're looking and, and you're fiending and you're oh my god, like it's it's like crack, it's like an addiction to to, to finding things uh, to talk, finding things to, to be for things to be racist. It's crazy. It's crazy to me, and it's it's a, a sign. It's another way that people are mentally ill. They, they're constantly looking for things to be racist so they can talk about, so they can go and harp on this. Like, it's not... It's so removed from reality. It's so very removed from reality. People don't understand that it's a sickness when you are looking for things to be racist. Continue on. It's literally the racism that you're experiencing, the struggle to make ends meet, actually means that the diet don't work for you the same. Oh, God, it's getting stupid. It's like, now the generation, a clinically obese black woman can just blame racism for their inability to lose weight and continue suffering. Just continue stuffing their face with cakes. How inspiring. Yeah, so this is, again, teaching women, especially the younger generation of women out here, they could just blame racism for the fact that they cannot lose weight, and they just continue. Oh, so it's okay. I, I can I can eat, and I could blame someone else, anything else, racism for why I'm fat, and I can just eat happy. That's, that's that is not mentally sane, and this is the mentality that that's being taught by the younger generation of, of women, uh, black women out here. That yeah, it, it's. I'm fat because of racism. No, you're fat because you're not mobile. You're not active. You're not. You're not moving. When you eat shitty food, you are going to. What's going to come out? You're going to feel like shit. You don't want to be active. You don't want to. You're going to feel slower than you are. You're not going to be as as. You're not going to have that pep on your stuff. Because your metabolism, the, the way metabolism works, you eat and your body 
burns off, burns fat. But since you're eating and you're not moving, your metabolism decreases. You're not being you're not being mobile. And then your body stores fat much more because you're not mobile. And enough that women for women to lose fat it's much harder than it is because they store more fat. And this is something that that, that professor like so much that that degree is worth for because she doesn't she probably didn't know that. Women store more fat than men. And because especially if you're if women are gonna someday have kids they need they need to be able to keep you know, be able to bear children. That's why, you know, the whole thing oh you know, that that woman with the childbearing hips they store fat more. And it's hard to lose, yes. But don't equivocate it all because she they're white, I'm black, they lose it more. No. Because, I don't know, maybe they're able to handle their stress better. Maybe they're more active. Maybe they eat clean. They drink more water. They cut down the alcohol. They don't order out all the time. And if they do, they get those uh, those kits where you can prepare a meal for one or for two, and they just cook. They they, they get the you know they order from 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 uh, Prime Now, from Fresh, from Fresh Direct, wherever. Instead of eating out, oh, just get get ingredients online, order it, comes in the door, eat. But it's easy to blame people. It's easy to, to blame others for our inability to change, to, to change our condition, to change, you know, how we how we look, how we feel. We're not happy with how, how we feel and change it. There's certain things you can change, there's things you can't. But for people that claim that they don't, that, oh, I'm unhappy, but fuck it, I'm just going to, it's laziness. It's one thing if, hey, like, if you want to still be you know, plus size, but you just want to feel better. You can work out. That doesn't mean you're going to automatically be skinny. It's just the mix, the misconception of people that, yeah, because of, uh, because working out equal, always equals being skinny. I'm not going to work out because I don't want to be skinny. I don't, I don't want to lose my, my figure. It's like, no, you don't have to lose your figure. It's like, when you go to the gym, oh, I don't want to be too bulky. I don't want to be muscular. That's because that's when you lift weights. If you're just doing bodyweight exercises, you're not going to get bulky. You're going to get, you know, lean. It's the difference between being, you know, fit, lean, and muscular. It's a total difference. But people don't understand that because they're so ignorant. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, it all comes down to it. We're all living in the clown world order with retarded shit like this. And again, gender studies, ladies and gentlemen, you there's a hell of a, a degree. Hell of a degree. Motherfucker. Oh, my God. 
guys, uh, I appreciate you hanging, just hang with me during during this uh, roughly hour hour and some change. Listen to me, you know, talk, rant, rave while I whip up a delicious podcast. And hey, it's good for you. It's not it's not full of junk like uh some people's diets are but not to worry you know i got your back every week i got some cooked up for you and soon we'll be doing another round table since it's november since you, you blink it'll be november so this this uh coming month the next month i say it is we will have another round table uh episode i cannot wait this trust me this month is going to be very exciting i cannot wait but yes we're gonna you know call the show here you know where to find me at room prime tv on twitter on instagram room prime tv podcast on facebook and you can find me on roomprimetv.com that's my website it's on the construction but please 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 you know give it a look uh, take a, a little tour. Uh, take the grand tour. <laughs> Only a few of y'all understand it. Uh, please consider leaving a review, a rating, if you will, on Apple Music, uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a review. You know, a little comment. What can I improve? You like it? Do I suck? Or do I ramble? Just let me know. It'll be greatly appreciative of that. Also, speaking of Apple Podcasts, I'm on there. I'm on Google, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. So that being said, for the Room Prime TV podcast room prime tv.com i've been room prime and i'll bid you a farewell and adieu peace out